0: Welcome to the Clinic Secrets Podcast, where we give you an insider's look into what the top 1% of all clinic owners are doing differently to get more patients, make more profit per patient, and keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons that we have learned along the way. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey, what's going on everybody? Hope everybody's doing well. I wanted to make this episode for you guys. Um, It's really going to be all about sales and how to improve your sales process and kind of a methodology that I have somewhat somewhat adopted but also tweaked along the way from a couple different mentors of my own. And I'm hoping that this is going to be hyper-tactical for a lot of you guys and you'll be able to just kind of take with it and run with it and utilize it in your own business, in your own clinic and see some wicked awesome results for it. So... Let's dive into it. So, first and foremost, like I said, this is all about sales. I I really believe that for a lot of entrepreneurs, that is always the gap. And um, in a mix of sales, it's really the mindset around sales, or really having a process to understand what allows consumers to actually make a decision. And how you can go about different ways of helping them to make that decision, right? Because part of the job of the salesperson is to ultimately get their potential buyer to come to a decision, whether that decision is yes or no, ideally yes, to work with them. And that is your job as a closer and to close people, whether it's patients, whether it's new business for you, you know, your retail business, whether it's, you know, people for a consulting gig, whatever it is, right? Your job as a salesperson is to help somebody make a decision. Because until you get them to make that decision, there is no exchange of value, and the only value you can provide is uh, from a salesperson perspective is the ability or the persuasiveness to again get them to arrive at a decision for their investment or for their time or for whatever they're looking to do. Okay. Now it's important to understand that you can put a process around sales, which I'm going to be sharing with you in this episode. But at the end of the day, you have to rehearse, you have to know your own language, you have to do it a lot in order to understand what the common objections or common concerns are going to be for your individual buyer, for your individual marketplace. But at the end of the day, I'm going to give you hopefully a framework that allows you to follow at least a structure when you're going about your sales process, right? So I don't really have... Truth be told, I don't really have any fancy name for this procedure or this framework. It's more so just four letters that we've put together, and I have to give credit where it's due. I did adopt a good portion of this from my own personal mentor, Scott Olford. If you haven't had a chance to check out Scott, uh, he's a brilliant online entrepreneur, has helped us and our business you know, scale to levels that we never thought that we would achieve in times that we didn't even think were possible. So definitely recommend Scott. Um, but at any rate, this is a sales procedure that I learned from him. And it's very straightforward. It's t- four letters P, V, as in vixen, G, and C, okay? So I'm going to run through each of these and I'm going to show you how they all kind of circle back together and kind of come into one framework at the end, okay? So the first piece in this is P, which stands for pain, right? The first thing you want to do and kind of the fundamentals of any marketing and sales is that people will always strive to avoid a pain rather than go towards a gain, okay? And so the first procedure is to determine what the pain is that somebody is experiencing, right? So if you are a your the pain is usually, and the surface level, back pain, neck pain, knee pain, what have you, headaches, whatever. But it's your duty and your responsibility to get to a much deeper level of that pain. And in order to do so, we use different strategies, one of which is called the five whys, okay? So it's more so, you know, why are you in here today? Oh, I have headaches. What are the headaches causing you from doing or why did the headaches push you into the clinic at this time? Oh, well, my headaches have gotten so bad that I can no longer play with my kids or they're keeping me up at night and I'm drained at work kind of deal. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. Because remember, nobody actually comes in for a headache or backache. They come in because their headache or backache has gotten so bad that it's adversely impacting other areas of their life that are really, really um, important to them and which is ultimately allowing them to make the decision to come in and, you know, make a change. Okay. So you have to figure out what the pain is for this person and you know for in some cases we might call it like the hot button and so what we would do is have them list out all the reasons why they're in our clinic today or why they're talking to us today and we would ask these okay if we could wave a magic wand and just magically get rid of one of these which ones would it be boom okay it's the headaches boom this one okay we're gonna be focusing on that okay it gives you kind of a north star and in going through the process you know I really encourage in the pain section when you're really determining why somebody's there to really be asking deep questions, you know, how long have you had this pain? What have you done to get rid of it? You know, what's it been stopping you from doing? You know, what what are you currently feeling like and what do you desire to feel like? You know, really, really bring out the emotion. And a lot of times it's going to sound repetitive and it is because you're trying to get them in a psychological buying mood to really, really understand that, hey, look, my life or my circumstances are really unideal and I'm really starting to see that even at a deeper level and I'm gonna be even more prompted to make the change because one, you helped me illuminate how bad it is and two, now that I've shown myself how bad it is, I need to find a solution, right? So you really just need to bring it deep inside the pain because nobody actually does anything without having some sort of need and it's always easier to market people away from pain than it ever is a gain, okay? So the first section is P. The next section is the vision. So what they want for themselves, right? Everybody's got this vision. And so if somebody, again, referencing the headaches came in because they have headaches and they're they not sleeping well at night and it's affecting their work performance, well, their vision might be to become the vice president or the CEO of that company. And that headache is getting in the way of them performing at work, which is thus impacting their ultimate goal of becoming the VP or the CEO, okay? That's the vision for themselves. And now that's just one example, but that's the vision, right? And so when you understand these first two, the pain and the vision, you can start to figure out like if there's a gap and there's always going to be a gap. If somebody buys from you, they're buying well, they're buying a couple different things, but the main thing they're buying is ultimately kind of um, you know concrete to fill in the gap, right? Or some sort of solution to bridge the gap of their current state and their future state or their vision for themselves, right? That's really what sales and products are. It's just different gaps that are being filled, right? And so you know, here's a quick example for me. You know, I got sick of shooting my own videos and it was taking up too much of my time. It wasn't aligning with my vision for myself and what I saw my role in as a company. So I had a pain. Which was, I don't want to edit these videos, and it's taking up too much of my time. But my vision was, I want to produce videos because it's going to help build brands, it's going to help do this. So the the gap and the solution was the the gap was I didn't have, I didn't want to produce videos, and I still want to do it. But the solution that filled the gap was me hiring a videographer, right? And so any any time you're hiring or hiring somebody, like outsourcing some work, or you're looking at buying a product, or you're looking at buying a service, whatever you're looking at. It's filling some sort of gap, right? And so that's just, after you determine the pain and the vision, you can start to understand is there a gap between their pain, which is their current state, and the vision, which is their future state, right? And once you can establish a gap, then you can actually start to show them how the solution that you will have or that you have can help them fill that gap, okay? And people are always looking to fill the gap. Like I said, when somebody buys something, they're looking for that purchase to fill a gap in their life, okay? And so the last of the three, last of the four, I should say, you have pain, vision, and gap, and then this this last one, which is C. So it goes P, V, G, C. Pain, vision, gap, commitment, That's what C stands for is commitment. Now, again, you might have the perfect solution or a solution that as a salesperson you believe is a great fit for your buyer or your prospective buyer, okay? But nothing is going to happen until they make a commitment, right? They have to choose and you have to help them believe and make them believe that this solution is going to solve the gap and they can afford to do that, okay? And they can make it work in their budget, okay? And so most of the time, I know Dr. Zeno, he always says, you know, pretty much every objection you'll ever run into is a money objection, which is 100% true. Any sort of stalls, any sort of decision maker, any sort of this or that, got to talk to my spouse, it's always a money objection. If somebody says, I got to talk to my spouse, they're worried about what the spouse is going say to about, say about the fucking money, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's always a money objection, right? And so at the end of the, at the, end of the game, when you've established pain, you've established vision, you've established a gap, you're selling on the gap and how your product or service is going to fill that gap, you're still have, you still not there because, well, some of the time people will just be like, yeah, that's it, I'll buy right now. Okay, that's like when somebody's hot, that's about 3% of the time, I wouldn't count on that. The other 97% of the time, you're going to have to actually help them make a decision, right? You're going to have to help them make that commitment to themselves. And if you're selling a high-ticket service and you know, or you're in the high-ticket product, uh, one of the best ways to do that is to really make people comfortable about their purchasing decision, is to bri- provide some level of a guarantee. If you cannot provide a guarantee, you're going to have to cover a lot of the intended objections in your in your day one process or your day two process. For a lot of docs, you're not going to be able to provide any sort of actual guarantee. You might be able to guarantee that over a period of time, you will see improvements in your life, but you're, there's no... like data-driven data-backed guarantee with what you're serving most of the time right and so selling on a guarantee in a service business like chiropractic is not always the easiest thing so what you need to do in your day one process is you need to figure out what are the different things that this person may say that's going to prevent them from committing and so if you're showing people a day one video meaning somebody comes into your clinic and you sit them down in a room and they watch a day one video that introduces your clinic, gives you establishes authority with the doctor, establishes third party testimonials. In that video, you need to also think about what objections might come up. A lot of the time, again, you're going to get the spouse, which is an objection. I'm over here doing air quotes. But again, a spouse is a money objection. But somebody might say, I got to talk to my spouse and that's going to prevent them from moving forward. Okay, You need to address that in the day one process, right? So, if you're running into a lot of spouse objections, you need to establish one of two things. One is that the spouse is going to be there at the time of the decision, and this time of the report of findings, and the presentation, and the financial plan, the spouse needs to be there. Or you need to get this person to admit to you that they have the freedom and they have the capability, no matter what the cost. To make a purchase or make an investment without their spouse being present at the time okay and so those are one of the two things that have to happen in order for that objection to be basically negated or taken out, okay? And that's just one example. But all of that is going to come back down to the very end of the sale when you have to get somebody to make a commitment. That is the goal of the salesperson. The goal of the salesperson is to not provide a perfect pitch or to be nice on the phone. If your job of the salesperson is to get your intended buyer to make a decision. And I don't want anybody to get that twisted because again, no value is exchanged until somebody makes a decision to work with you. You cannot provide any value, especially in the chiropractic world, if somebody doesn't sign up for care. If somebody doesn't sign up for care or wellness or however you structure your shit, if somebody signs up, then there's no value exchange. And don't get it twisted just because your receptionist was nice when they came to the office on day one and they left feeling all nice and fuzzy. Don't think that you provide them value. You might provide them a decent experience, but you haven't actually provided any valuable, any value that's gonna to equate to any sort of monetary exchange, okay? And so again, if you follow the framework, which is again reiterated, PVGC, pain, establishing pain, much deeper than the headaches or backaches or anything of the sort, you gotta go deeper than that. What's it preventing them from doing? Why did they decide to take action right now? And then you go into V. What do they want for themselves? What's their vision, okay? You need to establish where they wanna go and what they see for themselves. And once you establish pain and vision, now you can determine if there's a gap and if your solution is going to help them bridge the gap to go from current state to future state, okay? And at the very end, you have to get them to commit. Again, you're gonna run into different objections. I gotta talk to my spouse. I gotta think about it. I don't have time. Oh, it's 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 more than I thought it was gonna be, okay? All of everything, everything comes down to price. Everything comes down to price. In the absence of of value, cost is the only concern, right? And so, my favorite objection, a little hint here at the very end, I wasn't going to say this, but a little hint here at the end, especially for chiropractors, okay? Remember, you guys are selling on health. You guys are selling on health. You have to establish what people's goals are in the process, okay? Because if you establish what people's goals are, that's gonna be the gap. Because what's gonna happen is they might be in a current state and they have their goals of being in this future state, but there's no way in hell they're even gonna make it to see the future state if their health has gone to shit, right? And so it's like the number, it's like the easiest thing to sell on because health is at the forefront. It doesn't matter, spouse, kids, price, doesn't matter. If the health is gone, everything else is irrelevant. Health is number one, right? And so you have to sell on that, okay? And when you do so, you're able to bridge the gap. You're able to show them, hey, look, this is what the program is going to do for you. It's going to allow you to guaranteed pretty much reach those goals unless you get hit by a bus. You're going to be in better health. You're going to be in better shape, so on and so forth, right? So you follow the protocol. You follow the protocol. And then when somebody, again, this is the part I wasn't going to share, but when somebody says, it's too expensive or it's more than I thought it would be. My favorite response. Sure, but compared to what? That's what you respond. Because then they think about it. Compared to what? Compared to being unhealthy? Compared to being sick? Compared to, compared to what? You know, it, it is expensive. Compared to what, right? That's always the go-to. And then people don't have any contextual comparison because they just had some arbitrary number in their head that they thought it was going to be. And then when it was above that, they just determined it was too expensive, but more than likely, the arbitrary number they had in their head originally was just too low in the first place to actually get adequate results for the solution they're looking for. Right? Okay. Hope that makes sense, everybody. Have an awesome day. Leave a, drop a like. Drop a comment. Share this with somebody who's been brutal at their sales process or who, who needs to up their sales game. And uh, much love to you guys. We'll catch you soon. Peace. If you found this content valuable, I hope you leave us a five-star review. And if you want more content like this, head over to our free Facebook community or check us out at www.accelerateyourclinicgrowth.com slash start.